Let's spread a song so you can sing along with one special guest or two. Or two. You like to sing and dance, and this podcast by chance explores musicals for you. Everyone, welcome back to another episode of Life's But a Song, a podcast that likes to live in the land of musicals. I'm your host, John. With me today is my oh, it's so tearful. I'm gonna say this for the very last uh, time. It's my Riverdale don't. correspondent. It's Ashley Evans, everyone. Uh, <laughs> that's me crying. But it's it's happy, happy, bittersweet tears. Because I made you watch this episode. <laughs> I you know, it's funny because I when I watched it the first time, I was high, and I didn't like it. <laughs> but, Shocker. But then I watched it again for the purposes of this podcast, and I was like, oh, I don't hate it. Oh, I don't well, hate it. Well, I don't hate it. Well, okay. So we're here today to talk about <laughs> Riverdale Season 7, Episode 14, titled Chapter 131, Archie the Musical. The episode was written by Tessa Williams. Welcome back, Tessa. Tessa! Tessa. Uh, Directed by Ronald Paul Richard. It premiered on July 5th, 2023. Yeah, I know we're a little late. Life happened. Shut up, everyone. And (laughs) And according to IMDb, Principal Featherhead agrees to let Kevin present him with an original musical. Musical rehearsal prompt Archie to question what he wants in life while Betty and Veronica confront what's going on between them. Um, I would like to state that this is wrong. (laughs) This is not correct. The first sentence is wrong. Because that happened in the episode prior. Yeah. That I forgot about. Well, are you talking about the principal Featherhead Archie? agrees oh. agrees to let Kevin present him with an original musical. Yes, that, that is like the, the the catalyst of this episode, but that didn't happen in this episode. Now, it was basically the sentence of the synopsis that was like, and that's what you missed on Glee! But it's yeah. like Roberto. Which is funny, because Roberto did write for Glee, so, hello. We see you, Roberto. Um, where do you want to begin with this? Um, <laughs> I have... Do you- I, I have, I have done a lot of, so, okay, so this episode doesn't have a lot of internet presence, which I'm very surprised about, because I think the fandom is also just like, oh, Riverdale, okay, season seven, what, what a, what a dumpster fire that one was. Internet um, presence in what way? So if you noticed, I didn't mention who wrote the songs. I only found two songwriters who did five out of the ten songs. Well, Cole Porter wrote all the songs. No, Cole Porter only wrote The Universe Inside. Get it together, Ashley. Cole Porter died, so he wrote none of these. But was he dead in the 50s? I didn't even know that He wasn't. No, he was alive. He was alive during the time that Veronica name-dropped him. But he was not uh, alive in 2023 to write this Riverdale. Okay, <laughs> so I think I want to take 7,000 steps back right now. Okay. I found where we're starting. Okay. I sent you a video about somebody breaking down Riverdale. 
yes. and how wild it is. In that yes. video, it, it states, so it's uh, Friendly Space Ninja on YouTube did a whole Riverdale breakdown where he starts at the very beginning. In 2003, Roberto Aguirre-Sacasa wrote what was originally titled Archie's Weird Fantasy, <laughs> which Archie Comics then got involved in and sent him a cease and desist order and (laughs) yeah oh you didn't get that far into it i didn't (laughs) so archie comics sent him a cease and desist order where he and it was like two days or like the day before it was supposed to open so he reworked it so now it's called uh weird comic book fantasy and there's some there, you change character names obviously, and he changed some details. There's a whole oh, on on the Archie Comics fandom, um, you know the <laughs> you can find a whole breakdown that I read. I can't find the script anywhere, but uh-huh. Roberto Grossacasa wrote that with Matthew Dewars. Matthew Dewars wrote the music for that. And mm-hmm. four of the songs from that show are in this episode. Do you mm-hmm. want to, mm-hmm. I want you to guess, just take a guess. From Archie's Wacky Fantasy, what was it called? Archie's Weird Fantasy, then titled Weird Comic Book Fantasy, four songs from that musical was oh. in this episode. I'm going to guess, I might be wrong. I'm going to say Archie's All-American, Friday Valentine, I Got Two, and Prom Night. Okay, I'm so, A, I'm so glad you did not do, look into any of this. Because uh, yeah. this, this information is going to blow your fucking mind. So, uh, you only got one of them correct. And that oh. is uh, Friday Valentine. Matthew Dewars yep. also wrote Monday Senior Year, This Is Love, and Finale Hour Song. Oh my god. Oh, I love that song. <laughs> However, comma, I did find who wrote Archie's All-American. And it's gonna, it's gonna be somebody that you're gonna flip your fucking table. Are you ready? And it's Tyson Ritter from the All-American Rejects. He's back! May as well, Ben. It was... The one and only Joe Iconis. It's, oh my god. But <laughs> it's on his album titled Album. It's not, okay. he didn't write it for the show. So when the episode came out, Joe Iconis on Instagram, which I was so worried that you were going to find out about this because I was like, this is, this blew my mind that Joe no, Iconis yeah, wrote no. this one. He posted on Instagram the video of mm-hmm. Archie's All American and he he wrote he wrote in the in the caption I was totally surprised and delighted to learn that one of my tunes from album was on Riverdale's final musical episode last night so happy to see this tune get the full musical sequence treatment complete with Archie literally running left and right and bare-chested men showering together just as I always <laughs> intended very surreal <laughs> that this little song I wrote inspired by the lore around the character of Archie Andrews found its way to national television. I am particularly tickled that Archie Andrews himself wanted a different I want song. Typical. 
Uh, fuck Archie. Archie the musical, aka just shut the fuck up, Archie. Well, so, okay. <laughs> so, my issue with this episode is that it's a little too meta-contextual. Okay. And, and I, this whole season is a little too meta-contextual. I I have thoughts on just this season as a whole. Like, this is, unfortunately, this is probably my least favorite season of Riverdale. No shit. <laughs> okay, good. I'm not alone in that. No, um, no, I'm no. Because just... it honestly feels like half the time the writers were like, whatever. <laughs> this might this might work. <laughs> and that's how I felt with this one. Especially with, like, uh, uh, which one was it? Um, after Friday Valentine where they're all like no this isn't this isn't right this is because i wrote for that one this song is gross and then i got to this, I wrote, song, is this gross. song i wrote as well this song is gross um <laughs> but a lot a lot of the feedback that the characters give kevin and clay well yeah they're our play. surrogate audience they're they're going what the fuck no like yes. that's just like the audience's thoughts being voiced through cheryl and tony but i'm i'm like did, you don't deserve this, Riverdale. They were fucking <laughs> superheroes last season. I know. Season six is the best. And then, and then, so, okay. Little, little I, behind, peek behind the curtain. Ashley yeah. and I did watch the series finale together. Where yes, I totally we did. called it. I totally called what this whole season was about. <laughs> you did. Which was them doing commentary on the quote unquote great America that certain individuals are promising. However, yes. comma, they're saying, fuck the system, you know, rage against the machine and all that. And you're like, why for? Why for? I You sound like Cheryl. Why for? Why for? Yes. And so I, this, this episode, I mean, this episode isn't the worst this whole season. I'll no, give you no, that. No, no. <laughs> no. And I see merit, like, in going back to the 50s for a little bit, because that is when the comics take and there's like some fun little bits here and there but i think ultimately we stayed in the 50s for entirely too long like i wish they would have done maybe like like a half a season in the 50s or maybe even like a river vale situation where like five episodes are in the 50s i was so waiting for us to do like massive time jumps throughout history i was waiting i thought that would have been cool i was waiting for that i know when the season was half like early season was happening. I would text you ideas as to what the musical yeah. episode would be. One of them <sighs> being Spring Awakening, because mm-hmm. this whole season is about how um well there's touching a, yourself. One of, the, one of the themes is about sex. And yeah. you know, we have to keep the youth chaste and all that. And I was like, well, this is perfect for Spring Awakening, but no, Roberta was like here's my dick and shove and here's the musical <laughs> I wrote about Archie that they gave me a cease and desist order, but now I'm in charge of this power. So fuck you, Archie comics. We're going to do my fucking musical. Which I don't hate. I just kind of wish that it would have not been the season seven musical for sure, but also like that it would have happened in like a mini season, maybe in the middle somewhere because these were like these characters that we grew to like love and like the relationships that they built for six well, years. Love is a and now, <laughs> I mean, we the ones know that we, them. How's that? <laughs> the ones that we don't love, we like hate love them. Like, okay. you know, 
Yes. And and we got to get used to them for six years, and now they're reduced to like cheesier, more muted versions of themselves. So we didn't really get to say goodbye to the versions we grew with for such a long period of time. Like Cheryl, for example, was not as snarky or extra this season, and and in one sense, it's a testament to Madeleine's acting because now we can confirm that she is the best actor on the show because she's always like, okay, here's my assignment. I am delivering what is asked of me. How and this you, is like- How, how do you diss her queen? I, no, she, she's, we'll get to her. Cause like okay. she can do no wrong. But okay, like right. Cheryl is like, it's the most realism I've seen Cheryl exhibit in the entire series. Yes. So we know that Madeleine can do straight acting or, I mean, she's like not straight on the show, but like straight acting, meaning like straight, like like realism, like Stanislavski realism, very like raw, dramatic. Yeah, she can do that, and that's fine. But it's the last season. I miss my batshit Cheryl. I need my batshit Cheryl. And then the dads were reduced from these serial killers and gangsters to like pretentious assholes. And like I would text you, John, every time I'd get annoyed at one of the dads, and I'd be like, hashtag make Clifford Blossom murder again, or like. Hashtag make Hiram a mobster obsessed with teenagers instead of a pathetic philandering actor again. Like, you know? Wait, wait, wait. Isn't there, uh, <laughs> like, hashtag make Hal Cooper the black hood the black again? black hood again? <laughs> yeah. Like, I miss when Hal Cooper killed people. Instead, he's just rude now. And Midge is a different actress, but still styled the same. And I, at points, I was cute, like, though. I was like, wait, is this the different actress in this episode? <laughs> No, yeah, that's still her. I looked her up because I was looking at, like, who was singing on the soundtrack. And I'm like, who is Abby Ross? And I looked her up, and it's Midge, and she looks completely different. So yeah, that is a does. wig. Like, so, she does not look like that. So, uh, I don't know. I didn't look her up. I did look up Nicholas Garage. <laughs> Uh, so I actually, uh, stopped watching the episode for a good 45 minutes because I looked him up and then I just didn't stop looking him up. And I think I'm in love. I mean, he's a Broadway person. He so they is. actually got, like, a musical theater person. I tried to look up, uh, Carl Walcott, who plays... Clay. Clay. And mm-hmm. it seems like he's a Canadian actor... Potentially French Canadian, we oui, we. Oui. But he's I've I I feel like this is the only time I've seen him in a musical related part. I don't. I didn't really do like a, that deep of a dive. Well, no, I'm saying I'm surprised because he does have a great voice in this, and mm-hmm. I know that there are some actors out there who don't want to just be known as the musical theater person. So. Mm-hmm, they, mm-hmm do other things but i mean if he was in other things i'd like to know about it because i'd like to see them and you know be like ah yes i understand why they cast i understand but like Um, the other thing oh sorry go ahead sorry i i fell down a a rabbit hole of nick barash's career because i'm like who are you who are you did you know that he was orpheus in hadestown and did you know that I, I stopped watching the episode for about 45 minutes because I was just watching different videos of him singing Wait For Me because it's so good. <laughs> He's really, really good. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I was doing something else. I'm going to go back to that now. <laughs> but, like, he's so good. He's got, like, the flower 
the little Orpheus flower and he's like Wait, he, he his was, face off. He was he's in, Orpheus. On Broadway? On, he was on the tour, but still, Got like it. he's amazing. Well, I mean So like you know what you're doing after we're done tonight. I know what I'm doing. Um, you're gonna go find him. The other thing that I should also mention about Archie's weird fantasy that I forgot to mention is mm-hmm. that in that show, Archie's gay. And he he wait, it gets it gets weirder. It gets so weirder. Archie's in a relationship or sorry, Buddy, I should say. That's his name is Buddy? They changed they changed his name to Buddy because of the cease and desist order in the play. This is Elf? I don't know. Um <laughs> uh, he's in a relationship with Nathan Leopold and Nathan Leopold is actually a serial killer, uh, a murderer, who, who, who is, I think, actually gay. And Roberto brings up Richard Loeb, who is his actual real-life partner. Is that why this entire series writes as fan fiction? Because it's fan yes. fiction. This yes. is Archie fan fiction. <laughs> yes. Leopold and Loeb are two wealthy students uh, at the University of Chicago who kidnapped and murdered 14-year-old Bobby Franks in Chicago, Illinois in 1924. So, that's from the Wikipedia page. So, in the show, Archie's... Or, sorry, sorry. Uh, let me do the the, act, the actual t- title. Weird Comic Book Fantasy. In Weird Comic Book Fantasy, Buddy, a.k.a. Archie, is in a relationship with 1920s murderers <laughs> and the show takes place in the and then Archie and all of them are in the 50s and I think the show takes place in like present day 2003 I'm not high but like listening to you describe this entire fantasy <laughs> makes me feel like you know it, it's funny because this is not like I'm looking at my notes and it, this is not the first reference to me being high <laughs> that I Honestly, I I didn't really take that much notes on this one because I was just like, "What the fuck?" Actually, I for Archie's All American, I wrote, and I want song, and I just laughed, and it's all in caps with thousand exclamation marks afterwards, <laughs> and then also in all caps, "Why the shower scene?" Oh, see, that is where we are different because I watched this an unhealthy amount of times. I do not feel creepy. They're in their mid-twenties. I googled it. It's well, fine. Y- yes, but they're playing juniors, which I'm like, I, when they said we're juniors, I just laughed out loud at that. Um, yeah, but, junior seniors. So I wanted, I brought, a, I wanted to make sure I mentioned that Archie's gay because in in this episode, he does give some passing, like lo- longing glances at okay. the other men. You yes? saw that too, right? So like in the in the shower with uh with uh Julian Blossom, yes, they got oh. rid of what's his butt and now it's Julian. What's his butt? I already forgot. I don't really care. Jason. Jason Blossom, well. yes. Um in I got two and I got two, yes, where he runs into Reggie and Jughead, they're mm-hmm. doing the activities that he wants to do. Right. But right. I was like, wait a second. 
So I rewound that a bunch of times because he's like, he's got cotton candy and Betty, and then he's got onion rings and Veronica, which sidebar, watching Veronica shove an onion ring into Archie's mouth is one of the most uncomfortable <laughs> things so stupid. that I've ever witnessed on this show, okay? And babies have levitated. So the <laughs> fact that that makes the same list, I'm like, I really hope they only had to do that in one take because that's so awkward. But yeah, poor actors. But then, like they're doing that, and he looks over at like the men. candy, and he looks over at Reggie playing basketball, and then onion ring gate, and he looks over at Jughead typing. And the first, upon first viewing, I was like, "Is this alluding to the fact that him and Reggie are gonna fuck in a couple episodes?" But then I rewatched it. And I'm like, "Oh no, I think they were going for literally like, oh, he's playing basketball, and I wish I was doing that, and oh, he's typing, and I wish I was writing my poems." Which is like, like pens. <laughs> thank God they gave Archie an understudy though, because Archie's like, I gotta figure out whether I want to choose basketball, poems, or boys. Like, he didn't have time for the musical. He has too much on his plate. Well, so yeah, because Archie wants to fuck everyone, and everyone wants to fuck Archie in this musical that Kevin's writing. Like and this literally, right? Secondary Kevin... love interest, Kevin. <laughs> I'm honestly, I'm so over Archie's Troy Bolton debacle, okay? I understand because he is, he is in a societal pressure um, that men do have, which is that showing non-masculine side is considered flam, is considered gay, considered flamboyant and all that. Mm -hmm. So that is him balking at the, balking? Do I want to use that? Balking. Yeah. Balking? Balking. Balking. That is him going against the the norm. <laughs> that is him going yeah. against the patriarchy and all that. So um I mean each person, if you think about it, does have some well, not Jughead so much. But each other well, no, he does. Each person this <laughs> season has like their own like I must fight the system and everything. Mm-hmm. And I can't believe I'm just giving this this show so much credit right now because I'm No, sure and like I get what the central thesis is, is like, do I want to do the athletic thing or do I want to be more sensitive and in tune with my emotions? But like, just the very literal, like, do I do basketball or do I do poems? Like, at least in High School Musical, Troy struggled because like rehearsal and basketball took place at the same time. So there was like a time conflict. Oh, I understand. But Archie, like Archie could literally write a poem in the locker room while he's waiting to go play basketball. Yeah, but he has Uncle Frank. And Uncle Frank is kind of a father. <laughs> Uncle Maga. Uncle Uncle Maga abusive father stereotype. He's terrifying. And then it turns out Uncle Frank and Sheriff Killer are fucking like, come on. Is that why they get a divorce, by the way? Like Kevin's parents? Because as I was watching, they're like, I don't got remember. Some things going on. And I'm like, as did I just not care about the season enough to remember why things happen. I had to watch the episode before this one to know what was going on in the show. And then it didn't matter because in that episode <laughs> in that episode there was like communism and and uh Cheryl's parents are like, you're maybe a communist because you kissed a girl. And she's like, I don't think that's how it works. Also, I don't know what you're talking about. And they're like, here's a list of your friends who does bad things and it's just all like gay and people of color. And she's on the list, too. And they're like, we'll get you off the list if you, like, can confirm that, like, 
these people are oh, gay I or whatever. Heard, yes. And then oh, she's like, I'm not going to do that. And they're like, we're going to take your river vixens away. And then in the musical episode, all the river vixens are together and it's fine. I'm like, did you forget that she sacrificed that? Is it like, is it like Finn dying and Glee where like that episode just exists out of the narrative of everything else that's going on? Did no, we forget ep- what order to put this in? That episode exists. That, I mean, I can't believe I'm also defending Glee on this. Glee at least made it a plot point. As like as like in this yeah, show true. with uh um what's his name? Who who's the who died? What's his real Fred. name? Fred. Uh Luke Perry. Luke Perry. With Luke Perry actually passing, Rep. like they made it a thing. However, I don't remember in seasons prior about Kevin's mom. He didn't have a mom. Is she well? Is she dead or are they divorced? I think she was like serving overseas. Got it. Because the, the, I mean, this is a big deal. This is the first time we see Kevin's mom, who comes back again at the finale, the yeah. series finale. But I mean, I was gone. She, I I actually really appreciated that actress. I, I no, I liked her. Like the the um the delivery that she gave mm-hmm. the like i love you no matter what speech which is what every queer person wants to hear from their parents mm-hmm. yeah. um, unfortunately some don't but that's what the- kate zena is the actress who plays mm-hmm. mrs keller um just mm-hmm. wanted to give her dues uh also shannon purser's fucking to this episode yeah, still not all- enough shannon purser though like she can sing and they don't they don't give her they do in a couple episodes or the next one she gets to sing but it's like what, let barb sing she's barb she's always hashtag let barb sing she sings but she doesn't like have like a song it's she, all like wait she played she did play barb yes she's okay. barb she's sorry barb. i'm thinking of the stranger sings barb and i was like no that's not that's not shannon purser stranger sings like the show the, the stage version yeah it's show. so funny. No, yes. I had a friend who was in that. Um, I that's oh so God. flattering for for the actress who plays Stranger Things, Barb. Though that you thought of her before the one on the TV show, I she did. Must have really made an impression for you. Anyway, in terms of like musical episodes, I feel like this is a what was it? Next to Normal had like the most songs. I feel like this is a yeah, the, like the second most songs. Um, there's ten. I think it's about Heather's level, maybe? No, the other one... So, the other ones, while they had... Hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna prove myself right or wrong right now. Oh, I lied. Carrie had 11. Heather's had 9. Hedwig had 9. Next to Normal had 16. The one we don't talk about in season 6 only had 5. That one is cancelled. That one did not happen. No. And they could have, again, they could have fucking had a great moment with a song from American Psycho, but they didn't fucking do it. And I'm so upset. I swear. I <laughs> I feel like, okay, to get a little more behind the curtain, I feel like everything I texted you throughout the, mm-hmm, this whole mm-hmm. series is better writing than what happened. I mean, you're just really reminiscent of the storyline where Archie went to prison, mansplained the highs and lows of high school football, broke out of prison, fought a bear, and then came back in time to do Heather's the Musical. No, wait. Like- <laughs> no, that was Hedwig, wasn't it? Or was it? No, it was Heather's. That was Heather's? Yep. 
Prison was season two? What, um, season no, three. Season, season three. three. You're right. I'm sorry. I'm confusing everything. It's okay. And that's the whole point, though. That's what Roberto wants to do. He wants us to feel like we are in this time-space continuum that he has trapped these characters in. I can't. I can't with this show anymore. But I, I'm going to You don't have to it. anymore. No, I know, I'm but I'm going to re- rewatch. I'm going to rewatch <laughs> it. It's a comfort show, but it's comfort, like, that's really bad for me. Like, McDonald's. Oh, uh... And you but and I have plans, but we're gonna have to we're gonna have to talk about those plans later. Um, those plans. So I mean, this is like a healthy number of songs. I feel like the, yeah. I feel like though I got a little whiplash with the amount where it's like quickly let's do let's throw in a story and then we're gonna sing a song that has what nothing story? To do with it. There's no plot in this episode. So that was something I wrote down as I was like. I didn't, where is it? Let me see. There's, I have so many thoughts. Uh, I, I thought I hated this episode, like I said earlier. Oh, yeah. It's, I, overall, I don't hate this episode, but I prefer it as a song cycle, like Songs for a New World or Edges or Homemade Fusion. Like it, Got it. I really enjoy the songs and the little like scenes, the vignettes that go along with them. And there's like this overarching tone of hope, which is hilarious because like the rest of the musical episodes are like anger, depression, murder, and well, this so, one's like, woohoo, school, Archie wants poetry. Like, well, like so, and like the we get the universe inside, which yeah. is with our our queen and Camilla, which I wrote Honestly, down two queens, two queens. I wrote down I want an album with these two and Madeline. Their voices like, go so well together, like. Honestly, Lily, Camilla, Madeline, if anyone knows them, talk to them. The be trifecta. Like, be like, I, what is what is their nickname? What is their, like... Their, their TikTok has, like, their names mushed together, and I can't think yeah, of what Yeah, like, but, like, do we should we call them the Vixens? Because they were all River Vixens? Like, you know how there's the Plastics? There's the, the Plastics. Group. I'm thinking of, like, their group name, you know? Like, I'm going to call them the Vixens. Because they're river vixens. That's enemies. I mean, and like when we when they're singing Friday Valentine, yes, Tony's in that. Her voice is great at everything. I Um, love Tony. All of Tony, but I want I want the album of just our vixens because they are. I love them. I mean, even seeing their stuff on TikTok and they're funny, like their Halloween costumes where they oh my god, no, they look so good. Puff girls, or they did something else like i love them and i agree with you that some of the songs (laughs) i i like this is love i i i wrote that i i mean that's part of roberto's musical and i was like is this archie and one of the gay men that he's with like this yeah they probably had to repurpose that one and be like no it was always about kevin but it's like uh, no this is archie and and leopold lestat or whatever the fuck who was the guy leopold uh uh fuck what was his name nathan leopold no (laughs) nope leonardo da vinci uh nate oh yeah nathan leopold you're right oh i was right okay yes and then Richard Loeb, who he who Loeb. Nathan Leopold actually fucked. Uh, but I wrote with "This Is Love." I wrote down on Riverdale understands gay shit. <laughs> Riverdale understands gay shit. Speaking of gay shit, I just thought. <laughs> speaking of gay shit, 
I thought that it was really funny that this episode is called Archie the Musical, yet the people who ended up being focused on more were the three interracial queer couples. But I'm honestly here with that. Like, I, I'm cool with that. Yeah. Take that stupid white American straight man and your poems. Oh, when it, when it, <laughs> I wrote down for, uh, when he's saying, I got two, that must be so hard for hot, uh, for Archie, a hot white guy with two equally hot women lusting after him. Oh, so I know. hard. Life is so hard. Cause so like, hard. you could have these women, but you could also have poems. But then with, do you know what it's like? Did they mm-hmm. actually get it right with this song? <laughs> I don't, that, I would not be the person to ask that question. Well, because it's, like... it's the quartet. I mean, another positive thing that I'm going to say about this episode, so everybody take a drink. We actually get harmonies. Yeah, they I actually... was going to say, that's the strength of that one is the harmonies. Particularly, though, when Kevin and Cheryl are singing together, because these are characters that never sing together, I don't think. Maybe they did when they had a church of bees or whatever. But, like, they don't. you don't hear them singing a lot together in the no. show. and. Their their harmonies were like very folksy. I was like, okay, but um, like, but like, usually we get the Riverdale yawning when it's yeah. a group when it's like multiple people. Riverdale yawn. But <laughs> I mean, even with the finale, our song, like oh I, I was, I was hearing. I can't talk harmonies. about that song until we're like done talking about the episode because I will cry. Great, me too. So we, we'll put a pin in that. <laughs> we'll save that one. We'll say that right before Sharp and Flat. How does that sound? That heard. I agree. I agree. So uh, the one thing that, another thing I have against this, so take back that shot, is uh, with the universe inside, although it is a nice song, I do like mm-hmm. it. The fact that they're claiming Cole Porter wrote this, it's like, that's oh. <laughs> I wrote. I wrote, obviously... Cole Porter could not have written for the show. He died in 1964. Missed opportunity for Lin-Manuel Miranda to write a song for them, except, like, it definitely wouldn't have been in the 50s because that wouldn't have fit the vibe. But this song is so not Cole Porter vibes. Like, look into his style if you're going to implement Cole Porter. This is not Strange Deer, but True Deer. This is Dear Evan Hansen. Yeah, I mean... This is... It's still Classic bit, and Paul. This is it, not Cole it's, Porter. It's a nice song. Yeah, it's lovely. And so are Pasek and Paul, but it's but not like, Cole it's Porter. It's not Cole Porter. Yeah, no. But that's of course she said, had a of course Veronica. Like this episode both hated and kinda liked Veronica, I feel like. Like they were room temperature with her in this episode. It's not like they it was as extreme as other ones. Veronica is the Tahani Al Jamil of this show. I don't know. Oh if my I've god! Said that yes. Before. No, She's and like, I'm quoting you for that one. Yeah. Like, Future even John, back remember in the 50s, this. <laughs> she never misses an opportunity to name drop. She's like, one of my Broadway pals will write me a song. I'm singing a Cole Porter, and we like we get it. We we get it. You know people, Veronica. This is, and then is she the one like, who knows Josie when Josie on Josie's episode where Josie's like a 40 year old. Teenager, <laughs> she's or like aged up dramatically, and she's like, "Hello, I am an accomplished star." Oh, another I'm funny so thing to me. Ooh, the, let me sing Eartha Kitt to you. <laughs> the teenage audiences watching this show are probably like, "Who the fuck is Cole Porter?" Well, and so the the weird thing. Okay, so this episode sets up 
the rules of the musical. So usually in the show, we'll, uh, we'll, we've gone deep into it in every musical episode that they've done and in Katie Keene as well. In each you mean musical, her BFF Katie Keene? Her BFF Katie Keene. In each of the musical episodes, all the songs are purely performative. They somehow shoehorn in a story to make the song mm-hmm. make sense, but yeah. they are performing. In this one, they are performing, but I think it's Kevin's imagination. Yeah. When we're singing like Monday Senior Year and it's like the big group number and they're on the steps yeah. of Riverdale High. There's only one song that truly breaks all of the rules. Mm-hmm. And that is, I got two reprise, and I was so mad at it because I was Pops was mad at it. Pops was mad at it because Archie just sings it at Pops in front of Jughead. Who, by the <laughs> way, when Jughead sings in the opening number, I was like, Cole Sprouse That's was like, "That's my favorite this part. Is it. <laughs> this is no, it." No, but done. it was so good. Wait, I have things about the opening number in Jughead because he was my favorite part of the opening number and then he just decided to not do the musical for the rest of it i was so mad but but that that comment that those lines with him and reggie i feel like that is cole sprouse and charles melton you got it that yes yes like charles melton is not even listed on the soundtrack like i went in to like look at who's singing like in the song and Cole Sprouse is on there because Cole Sprouse's voice is distinct we know that's Cole Sprouse but I'm looking through the soundtrack and uh it does not list Charles Melton so I'm like who the fuck is singing so that was like another detour that I took because I was like I need to figure out whose voice this is so I'm listening to literally every other guy's voice on the show because I'm like it's somebody doubling and I'm like maybe it's Casey and I'm like that's not Casey maybe it was Carl Walcott Nope, it was Nick because I I played like the masked singer game that I play when I'm trying to guess who's under the mask where I like have it on one device and then I have it on the other device and then I play one person's voice and then the person under the mask and I compare the two and I'm like, nope, that's Nick Barash. That's him. They just like fuck with the audio a little bit to make the tone sound a little different, but that's him, which kudos to nick like for being amazing and having a really great voice but i'm like that's nick barash i like i like how you and i went very different routes (laughs) 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 into into crazy land (laughs) no i was just it was like the fucking mess thing i was like who is that like i was trying to figure out who it was and it is nick that is a theory it's not confirmed but like if this was the mass singer i would win the golden ear because it is nick barash well, because, like, I thought, <laughs> I, was, I, re- I remember when I watched this for the first time a few months ago, I was just like, but wait, didn't he, like, just, didn't Cole Sprouse just bounce because he didn't sing in light in Next to Normal? <laughs> remember that? a couple remember things remember in Next that? to Normal. Yes, but the last song, the oh, yeah, he was like group number. Just shaking his head over Polly's grave he's just like fuck you I'm not gonna sing for you so I so I was just like cool Cole Sprouse is like in my contract I'm not singing anymore but then he starts singing and well like, he was like four years feel like I've done it before four years it feels like so much more and I feel like it's funny that he got to sing that because it's like you made me sing in four different musicals and I'm not gonna do it again so that cracked my shit up but also uh 
I think Jughead is single in this episode, so I have some ships. So I ship Jughead and Hot Dog. <laughs> His dog. Hot dog. Oh. The dog. <laughs> Because they have excellent chemistry. Like, he goes up to him and he, like, ruffles his little ears. So, like, hashtag Jug Dog or Hothead. Hothead. Uh, uh, hothead. I also ship Jughead and his sandwich that he just picks up and he goes, sandwich? So, like, Jugwitch or Sandhead? I don't know. But well, he's if, really excited about his sandwich. About, what about Reggie? Because Reggie also didn't do it. So maybe they were off canoodling somewhere. Granted, I know Cole Sprouse doesn't, don't do gay because... Cole Sprouse finale. don't do gay. <laughs> Because the finale, Cole Sprouse did not do gay. Do we think we could get Cole Sprouse to do gay? I was. Ho- do you think maybe they didn't ask him to do gay? I feel like he would do gay if it well, was artistic. So the, the thing with the finale is that they talk about how the our four leads, so uh-huh. Betty, Veronica, Archie, and Jughead were in a quadruple or whatever. Yeah, a yeah. four a four person relationship is called, and we were robbed. Of Archhead. Yeah, I'm pretty mad about that. I, we screamed at the TV, you cowards. You cowards. And then I even made a, a Facebook post about it being like, we were robbed of Archhead. And <laughs> yeah, so so part of me is just like, does Cole Sprouse not do gay? I feel like I feel like he would do gay. And I'm keeping this in, too. I so. feel like Cole Sprouse, you would Cole do Sprouse, gay, reach right? Reach Tweet. I mean, well, well <laughs> let me rephrase. I don't think Cole Sprouse would do gay for Riverdale. He would do it for like an A twenty four film, an a, like a real, like a real project with with with. Um, this is very real, John. I mean, I know because somebody did have to write these these words out, and then somebody else had to like bind it, and then the director had to read it and go, "Yes, we will do all of this," and then everyone in the cast had to read it and go, "Yes, mm-hmm. I will act like this." for you i am your dancing monkey and that is basically how they did this whole season where it's like i am contractually obligated to be here i am your dancing monkey let me let me act except for madeline and sometimes lily <laughs> they're and, they're bringing everything and then kj towards the end <laughs> kj honorable mentioned is something that didn't happen in this episode but when kj did the scene from the crucible in the episode where he has to act out the crucible that was great. I did. I was thinking as well. Another compliment, everyone. These are like well written for KJ's range, or uh-huh, he uh-huh. got he got a little more comfortable singing something oh, vocally. Yeah, vocally. Yeah, there was something because like I feel like the other shows that they picked were not. Some of them were not, not right for him. Yes, I mean they. Ev- like I said in uh, Hedwig, like everyone did amazing in that that is the that is vocally it's great that is the best album i will say i mean next to normal is just off the no that's exempt it's not that we are pulling next to normal out but like hedwig is it is uh, is amazing album this Mm -hmm. episode is fucking weird but the yes and then this when cole sprouse just scrouts during uh, the miracle of the miracle, it, the origin of love. No, exquisite corpse. You have to start with I exquisite don't like corpse. That one. No, I don't no, no, no. Like when you one. when you listen when you listen to it though, you have to start with exquisite corpse. Uh-huh. Actually, you got to go back to uh, Sugar Daddy, and Ooh. then go from there to the end. No, you're going you're just, in raw with Sugar Daddy. When you listen to the album, 
because you're like <laughs> ah this is this is madeline and uh vanessa doing their thing and then you get the the four the quartet twice mm-hmm. in a row so i've had a lot of time to think about this stuff so I, um, I I would love to write down the order that you listen to that in so I can then do the same. Um, well, now you have it forever on this podcast. Forever um, and ever. Okay, so we are getting close to doing Sharp and Flat. Are you ready to talk about Finale, our song? No? Not quite yet. I want to circle back to Friday Valentine for a moment. Great. Okay. I d- like, I don't want to... Com- like I don't want to promote competing for a man, but Betty wins. Not sorry. Uh, <laughs> well, and then also I, the commentary afterwards, because that is another one that was in uh, weird comic book fantasy. So yeah, with with Cheryl being like, um, you just shoehorn me and Tony in this, and I went, yes, yes, the show did that for you. You're welcome. I. <laughs> I do enjoy though. Uh, well, first of all, shout out to Smithers during the shoebop shoebop part <gasps> snapping. Oh my so god, cute. I remember that too. Oh He's my god. Like, ah. But uh, aside from like the goofness of the song, I do enjoy when like Betty kicks Veronica a little bit, and I would have loved like an extended edition of the song that's just a duet between the two of them. Because I'm gonna be honest, you know, everyone knows that that has heard me talk. I kind of have not liked Veronica <laughs> since day one. Uh, because the kiss with Archie in the closet in the pilot just didn't sit well with me. And that's not to say that she hasn't grown on me throughout the series. Like some of my favorite Veronica moments are when she's learning to break her serial monogamous tendencies and become an independent queen. But season six. I've, like I'm so biased because I've been Betty so much in my real life where I've like always, always, always been just the friend. And then one of my hot friends gets with the guy that I like and they're like, this is okay. Right. And I'm like, no, it's fucking not. But you're like, not going to tell them that. Mm -hmm. Uh, So like, it would have been really cathartic for me if like dark Betty made a cameo during Friday Valentine and just like threw Veronica in a hot tub and tried to club her to death with a tambourine. Um, It's fine. I'm in therapy though. It's fine. (laughs) But I just think for me, Roberto missed opportunity would have been fun. Another one that I thought, that they were going to do was Greece mm-hmm. because it it's oh that could have been cute it's so set up because Greece is all about again all about sex it is also set in the 50s hello mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. um I do I do have a theory and I think mm-hmm. I said this uh when I did Greece or is the pink ladies but if not I'll say it now I have a theory that someone at Riverdale got wind about Grease of the Rise of the Pink Ladies and they were like, fuck, we gotta do that first! They kind of <laughs> did what... Stolen. What Barbie did before Gem and the Holograms came out. Mm, the dolls. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With rocker Barbie or rockstar Barbie or whatever. Okay. Nope. It's now time to rip this band-aid off. We gotta rip I, it off. I have one more thing to say God about one more it. thing. God damn it, Ashley. This is it. So this is it. Uh, and this is my last point about a song that is not the finale. Uh, again, I was high the first time I watched this episode. So when Veronica and Betty are singing together, like the song that they sing together, The Universe Inside, the exterior moves from like celestial, like it, it's like outside of school. And then it turns into celestial Microsoft Office backdrop. And I thought I fell asleep 
during the episode and was having a fever dream, but then I watched it again. I'm like, oh, nope, that happened. And uh, it's funny because pretty much it, one of my favorite YouTube channels, uh, I don't think they watched this episode, but they've watched a bunch of random episodes of Riverdale outside of the context and they have no idea what's going on. And one of them said, I feel like we're asleep and we're dying. And that's what I thought the first time <laughs> that I saw the transition from the outside to celestial planets to disgusting kissing noises like during this song. I'm okay with Veronica and Betty kissing. It's happened a bunch in the series. That's fine. I'll support it. But like, don't have the, the, the sound effect of the kisses over the music. Because that's really weird. I, I felt a, like I was asleep and dying. I have a question. Yeah. I have a, I have a question. Do you think they were trying to do a full circle moment by having them sing the universe inside, which kind of sounds like you shine from Carrie? I did not think of that, but at least in the Carrie episode, they were just in a room and there was not a backdrop behind them. Well, yeah, but I mean, no, I mean, vocally. Oh, like they, yeah. were, they were like, hey, guys, remember that song where they were fighting in season two, but then they got over it via song? We're now doing that. But like, instead of them fighting, they're going to finger blast each other. See, I would have liked that better than the backdrop. Like if they just started fingering each other in front of the whole school. Well, maybe that's what they did metaphorically. You never know. I, I hope that for them. I, I, I want I them think to they, be happy. I think the universe inside is them having musical theater sex. Let's just go. Musical just theater sex. That is mm-hmm. so real. Mm-hmm. That is so You know real. what I'm referencing. Well, you know some of the, you may know what I'm referencing. I mean, there's a few songs in the musical theater songbook where <laughs> they're, they're clearly having sex, but they're not physically having sex. That's no, that's a genre and it's musical theater rules apply to Julian too, because he's like such an asshole this entire season but then he's he's harmonizing with Archie and he goes for those high notes and like this is the curse that we fall into as musical theater girlies when a straight guy can sing even if he's a total ass it doesn't matter because we're like Ugh. like so if you want to date me just like sing really well and I'll ignore all the red flags by the way I do want to say <laughs> on the on the before we I know I yelled at you but now I'm breaking I'm blah, blah, blah. there's just a lot of thoughts um on Joe Iconis's album, um, mm-hmm. Archie's All American, is sung by Andrew Barth Feldman, who I think mm-hmm. at the mm-hmm. time was actually 17. And mm-hmm. KJ Appa is clearly 35 years old. So <laughs> when they when the line is, I just turned 17, you're like, no, you're not. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, you're <laughs> not. <laughs> I just turned 25. Oh, <laughs> I guess it doesn't work. <laughs> okay, now we're here. Okay. Oh, you go first. So this is what this is all I wrote down. This is how the series should have ended with finale hour song. Yes, yes. Honestly, and then I wrote. I mean, this did this does get me emotional. I was tearing up, almost crying. I went, and I feel like I feel like all the actors broke. Mm Hmm. Well, but like I know Kevin uh, uh, Casey is acting. But I feel like there is a moment that all of them had where it's like, oh, fuck. This is Once Kevin starts crying, I'm fucking done. But like... Every time. 
but like it felt more of a human moment rather than an no yeah so no i think they were all really cole sprouse's eyes are glassy and he hates music like he he was feeling shit if you can break cole sprouse something special happened my interpretation of the song is this is the song, 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 song. This is this like they they have so many s sounds in it that that's all I hear. So song, sing song, song, sing. So song, sing song, 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 sing, sing. This is this is the song, sing song. I was too busy crying, but you're not wrong. I sing, sing songs, so song, sing songs, song, song, sing songs. <laughs> You're so I was, good. I was like, what? Um, what was? <laughs> what do you have? What do you have to say about this? I mean, maybe it's because I just watched theater camp this weekend, and the song at the end about camp is like very. Don't do it's... this to me. <laughs> Don't do it's... this to me. Do not do this to me. We're right going to cry on the podcast. This is a Riverdale first. We are going to cry. <sighs> so like the the camp song from theater camp, it, it's just about how camp isn't home, but it kind of is. You shut it up right me, now. It gave me the same kind of feeling and like their emotions are completely genuine. And like for, for as cheesy as Riverdale musical episodes get, especially this one, the lyrics really, really got me. And it's like that recurring long, long, it's that recurring line of it's not the song that saved the world, but it's the song whose melody, it keeps you in my heart. It brings you back to me. This is our song. And like that you're, all, you're all starting to cry. That, no, no, all the S's there. <laughs> oh, I was trying not to overemphasize them, but <laughs> it's not the song that saved the world, but it's the song. It's like- but it's. I feel like also people because they're. It's a group number. Not everyone is on beat. Yeah. So it's like this is this the song that's. Uh... <laughs> You're ruining it, stop. I'm sorry. I've also listened to this outside Can't of the episode. Can't visit home, but it. Can I uh, Um. That's. It's, yeah. It's not the song that like music doesn't save the world, but this song they shared together really does keep them together even when they do part ways and music is not going to solve our problems but it is very cathartic and healing and it helps us get through and that really hit me and like watching them cry and like look at each other and and, like cry and hold each other and then like Cole Sprouse is crying like I I watched this five times last night and I cried every time (laughs) I, like, I, I was trying to get through once without so I could take notes and it just didn't happen because the minute that Kevin starts to cry, I'm, I can't. I can't. Well, because at least with him, he is acting. He's to so some degree, good. To some degree. No, he is, but like, no, he's no, no, emotional. Well, because I was going to say like, he's acting to some degree where maybe some of it is also like, fuck, I don't get to hang out with my friends as much because of the work, but also like, oh, I have to... I'm thinking of my parents getting a divorce. So that's where I took the line where I'm like, I don't know what Casey's doing. No, I think that was real Casey crying because I've seen Casey cry in other episodes and I've never seen him make that face before. His face 
contorted like the Babadook was possessing him. Like, he was very sad. But, like, I felt that, and it worked on me, Casey Kaa, and I'm so sad that you didn't come out to the stage door so I could not talk about Riverdale, because that's rude. But, uh, you have a baby, so I get it. You're probably oh, keeping your family safe, but, uh, he's, um, he's incredible. He's incredible. One last thing. This whole episode is supposed to take place in the course of a week, and I went... Oh, no. I, I flipped the table at that. I was like, uh, no... No, you can't, I... <laughs> you can't, you can't, you can't. I know, I know we're in a post-Glee world where they're like, let's slap together our set list and let's go win sectionals, but you can't do that. Well, that like Archie sits down next to Kevin at the piano as he's playing the last song and I'm like, Archie can't read music. How no. is he singing with you? And then Betty comes in and all of a sudden knows it. I'm like, she doesn't even read them. She's just, she sees auras. She's a mile she away. She saw the aura of the song. Shut up. It was not the song that saved the world, but it's the song that keeps them together, John. Um, also, is Betty, <laughs> when Pops asks Archie if he wants super salad, I think Veronica is soup and Betty yep. is salad. Yep. I will uh, not 100%. take any further questions. <laughs> Well, here's my here's my next question. Do you have anything else you want to talk about before we get into Sharp and Flat? Can Nick Barash just, like, be in my life for real? Because I want you to sing to me forever. Okay. Let's get into Sharp and Flat, shall we? <laughs> sharp Flat. So in this section, we're going to highlight some moments, whether or not we talked about it. If we liked it, it's sharp. And if we didn't like it or thought it could change, it's flat. I have more flats than sharps. Oh no. What do you want to start with? We can start with flats and end on a high note. Oh, oh. look at you. You took my pun. Okay. I didn't do it on purpose. So my first flat is for Uncle Frank and not just in this episode. The whole just fucking period. season. The whole season. Because I mean, well, no, he was bad in season six. But like he wasn't. I remember him not being bad until season six. Yeah, yeah. He was chilling in other seasons. And in this one, I don't know if it was the mustache, but I was just like... You can go I feel yourself, Frank. like Borat probably ran into you at the rallies he attended in his second movie. <laughs> um, I also am flatting the lack of internet presence for this episode because I just feel like, honestly, everyone just gave up. I know a lot of people have... We're like, oh, I only watched in, like until season three. I only want, I fell off of it. Blah blah blah. And like you and I, what a season to quit it. during. That season was great, right? But you know what I mean, like people. So I was like, I'm surprised that like I couldn't find who wrote half the songs. Yeah. And I wanted to give those people credit because like, whatever. Um, I think a lot of it was the strike too. Like once the once the actors part of the strike kicked in, like no one from the show was able to post anything and that's kind of a I, like i get it and like solidarity but like it's just unfortunate that they weren't able to promote the end of their show because like the last half of the season was still airing and they couldn't it's talk about not, it it's not that on their okay this is this okay i'm getting i'm gonna get really petty right now on <laughs> their I, it's okay <laughs> On their Archieverse wiki page for this episode, they don't even list the songs. Oh, that's so sad. everyone gave up. 
<laughs> Maybe that point. person was in SAG or the writers thing and they weren't allowed. To write, to, to type up the song titles? I don't know. I don't, <laughs> on I don't a, I'm not, on I'm a not website. On a website. On a, on a website? Um, I also flatted Ooh. that there isn't enough Nicholas Barash on this episode. Oh, agree. Agree. He's like, amazing. Like, yeah, he's he takes over as Archie in prom night, but that song's so stupid. I don't really care about it. Um, <laughs> and then my last my last flat is the putzing around this episode and this season that the whole yeah. it does, where it's like, bleh, whatever, man. Fifties. Fifties. That's the way it was. We have to change it. Okay. Like Which again, I think would have been fine for like a limited arc. Like I think it was cool that they had to go back to the fifties. I just wish it didn't end there. They could have done time jumps. If they wanted to keep it in the fifties all episode the whole season, like do time jumps, please. Jump to other things jump to present day make a metaphor out of it do something i want to see veronica's helicopter accident with her husband we needed I, that episode i wanted more of their powers to come back like all of a sudden uh cheryl is a witch cool i want like bring back sabrina have cheryl and sabrina do a duel or something or bring back what's her butt the heather Oh, I don't need her. Seven head. Seven forehead. <laughs> don't call her that. She had a loose I forehead. Need, <laughs> I need baby Anthony back. Where's babe? Well, I need baby Anthony to be a grown elderly oh, a man. Grown man. <laughs> but like Tony and Fangs are still the same age, but baby Anthony's like elderly. Yes. And he's just like, mommy. Like, I needed that episode. Anyway, what are your flats? Uh, for only having Cole Sprouse have a solo in the beginning. I love his voice. It makes me sad. (laughs) No, yeah, I have a couple. I have a couple. Uh, I mean, maybe this was a Cole Sprouse request, in which case, Cole, I'm flatting you for being a poop. (laughs) Because we love you, and we like to see you on screen, and you really weren't in this, and that makes me sad. So, I wish that you were in I mean, he was featured heavily in the rest of the season. I know, but like, sing a song about writing pep comics. I don't know. Sing a song to Hot Dog. Sing a song to Sandwich. Like, I know you can do it. I know you don't want to, but it's the last one. So, like, just do it. Oh, my God. Okay. I'm sad that he didn't get to sing. Uh, Flatford, not enough fangs, because he is the singer of the season. And I know he has songs throughout the season, but it's the musical episode, and he literally gets one solo, and then for the rest of the episode, he's being Reggie because Reggie didn't want to do the musical. And I'm like, no, Fangs is Fangs. You wasted him again. And then what a horrible flat for the fucking series for killing him off in an accident. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. But yeah. Like, you could have killed off someone else in an accident, like Archie or Veronica, but you didn't have to kill off Fangs in an accident like that. Oh my god. It's fine. Um, no, I love KJ and I love Camilla. It's not them. I just, I'm not crazy about Archie and Veronica, but I think those two are really great and I've seen them in other things and they're great. And th- this is not a hate 
crime towards the two of them because next flat. they're wonderful. Next flat. Uh, flat to Archie for making the scene in the shower stop because he was throwing a little bitch fit. That's not a bad flat. He stopped well, the scene yeah, and it didn't need to stop. Because you have your understudies singing next to you. I agree with him on that. I was selfish and I wanted to see more of them in the shower. I know you're selfish and I know you're horny, but like I... <laughs> I agree with him being like, why is my understudy singing right next to me? I don't I don't know why they had them sing together. Like, I feel like understudies learned the track, but I, it's weird that they were singing together. But I'm also not mad at it as a viewer. Well, because they just gave up. That's why. That's why they did it. And they were like, we need these two to sing together. Fine. Let's make him an understudy. And they're learning it at the same time. And Kevin will point at each other. And that's how we'll get the verses. And you're like... That's not how it works. But anyway, any other thoughts? Kevin made a face when they were singing together that I relate to. And that's all I'm going to say. The last flat is for everyone nitpicking and bailing on Kevin's musical, specifically Archie, because like, put your BS aside and figure like your life journey out elsewhere, Archie. Like, I don't know. If, if, If I had a friend and they wrote a musical and I was in the musical as myself, and, like, there was stuff that was going on that wasn't necessarily, like, completely accurate to me. As long as it's not, like, damning to my character, I'm going to commit to the bit because it's something that I agreed to do for my friend. Well, there was that one song. That it, what was it Friday Valentine where they're all were like, is this how you see us? Just all lusting after Archie? And you're Which like, is a valid okay. question. And it's a yeah. little weird that Kevin is obsessed with everyone being obsessed with Archie because that's not... It's Roberto. He's Roberto in this episode. Kevin is Roberto. But, like, I don't know. Just, like, if you sign up to do a project with your friend, do the project. If they ask you for feedback, give them feedback, but be respectful about it. And then they'll help you and you'll figure out, like, a way to fix it. But, like, don't sign on to do this thing for your friend and then completely bail on them. Like, he's having a hard time. Fair. And I felt Um, really bad for Kevin. Um, I'm going to let you go first with your sharps because okay. one of my sharps, I want to wait until the end. So go ahead. Perfect. What are your sharps? Cole Sprouse's voice. <laughs> I'll say it. I like it. Sorry, Cole Sprouse. I know you didn't want to sing, but I'm glad they made you do it. I'll be waiting for your album. <laughs> uh, sharp for the Oklahoma joke when Kevin is like, it's so great that we get to do an original musical instead of Oklahoma again because... That's a joke that throws back to season four when Mr. Honey told him to not sing a song from Hedwig, but that he could sing something from Oklahoma. Well, also, no. they're picking Oklahoma. I've actually never seen Oklahoma, but is it really that saccharine sweet? I don't care to. And I, I don't, was like, trying I'm, to read about it. And I was like, it doesn't sound like it's that sweet of a show. I'm Lucille Bluth here. I don't understand the reference and I don't intend to. Great. I like awesome. I don't care to see it. It like the little bits that I've seen of it, I'm like, I, I wanna barf. Matt, if you're listening it gives to this, me... Matt Coplick, if you're listening to this episode, tell me, <gasps> what am I doing? <laughs> Matt Coplick, don't hate me because I don't like Oklahoma. No, it's okay, but I don't know. I don't understand. I, I was just like, why are we picking this? I thought it was like, isn't that that's the song with uh um oh my god. What's her name sings about like having sex with men, basically. 
I I'm can't just a girl. say no. no. Yeah, I'm just a girl who can't say no. I'm like, you want to do that song? You want to do that show? Kevin should have sang that. Because I think Mr. Honey was like, oh, you should sing a song from Oklahoma. Like, oh, what a beautiful morning. But like, what if Kevin was like, I'm just, I'm just a girl. A girl and I, I can't say no. no. That I'm in great. a terrible fix. Anyway. That would have been a perfect dick slap to the face moment for Kevin. Missed opportunity. Next sharp. Uh, for Clay slash Carl Wolcott. Great voice. Great addition to the cast. Pretty bummed that they introduced him so late in the game. But happy to see Kevin have a love interest that actually worked out. I also sharped Carl Wolcott. Yeah, um, they sound great in their duet together. I he is a, he was amazing. He's so hot. And he's amazing. He's so hot. He's, he's shirtless and he's so hot. He's amazing. <laughs> he's so hot so. and he's... He's got, no, he's got a beautiful... But that's how I knew when I was listening to their voices together to figure out who Reggie's voice was I'm like oh no that's not that no very different timbre not him that I mean their their voices did work well together too in this mm. is love so mm. like both have beautiful voices I was I was happy to see Kevin be happy with someone uh and not get abandoned and have Fangs be like oh but I love Tony now oh I have a baby his name is Baby Anthony have you met Baby Anthony this is Baby Anthony um oh none of that shit uh sharp to tony's friday valentine outfit and her little black bow (laughs) like she didn't belong in that song but i'm glad she was in it because she had a cute outfit i liked it uh sharp for when kevin says that friday valentine is a bop and cheryl says a bop on the head maybe you twit because that's the classic cheryl that I know and love. And that's why, like, like they try to make the characters say 50s jargon and it doesn't work. Like, there's a moment where Archie goes, All right, Jelly, let's roll. And I'm like, that No, ew. But, yes. like, but. Yeah, but then, Cheryl, but then also. Cheryl early, already says weird shit. So it's like, This is fine. But then also earlier in the scene, in the episode, when he quits the show, he claims it's for his mental health. And I was like, That's not a phrase that they used in the 50s. They, mental health didn't exist in the 50s it didn't exist you joined the, the army yeah you got that's married and, you and got married got married and drank that's all you did anyway mm. next sharp my goals in life uh sharp for jughead Spe- cole sprouse specifically on his delivery of the line a cube like you to rt because they're at pops and Archie's like, I don't know what my life is. And Jughead is, I sounded like Eric Cartman just now. What was that? Um, Jughead goes, well, it's hard, especially for a cube like you. And the way that he drags out the you is so funny to me. Um, So that made me, I rewound that several times. Uh, Sharp for B&V. I'm here for Betty Veronica. Mm-hmm. Betty Veronica ship. I know it feels like fan service. It kind of is a little bit fan service, but I'll allow it. Like they, their voices sound beautiful together. Um, they have great chemistry. The actors have always had good chemistry since season one when they kissed during cheerleading. Like I was into it. Just please don't give me the sound effect while the music is playing and the Microsoft Office backdrop. Like, but that's not their fault. I love them. Uh. And they were so cute too after the song like they had to talk like in the little common room and they're like we need to talk about what just happened like that was that was weird right but it was kind of sexy <laughs> like that was really good act like they they seemed like two people that were kind of like surprised by how what just happened but they were like i'm kind of into it 
It, it seemed very organic. I liked that. Uh, and then last sharp goes to the finale and Casey Cott's tear ducts. So now we have sharped Casey Cott's and Lily Reinhardt's tear ducts. ducts. Um, so I said what my I said one of my sharps, and then my other sharp. I only have two sharps for this episode. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, but listen to this one. <clears throat> my other sharp is for the line. The I Want song can only be about one thing or confuses the audience. Not to mention it means you have a poorly defined main character. And then I wrote after that, Tessa gets it. <laughs> Tessa! Because that is Kevin talking to Archie. And what has Archie been doing for seven seasons? Nothing. So Nothing. Well, he did fight a bear. And he fought in the war. You're right. What war? We will never know. The war! The same one that Kevin's mom was serving in. Because when that line happened, I was like, wow, you are going for the jugular to your audience. (laughs) Because I'm sure the audience said something like that at some point. I know I had, where I was like, what is Archie's story? I know I've said that at least once on this podcast, being like, I don't understand what Archie's story is this season. Does he want basketball, poems, or boys? Yes. Uh, would you add any of the songs to your life's playlist? Honestly, yeah. Like I said, like, it's not my favorite musical episode, but I think it functions okay as a song cycle. So, like, out of context, I would put a bunch of them on my playlist. I mean, I I, I listen to this album. I play at, on repeat, Archie's All-American, even though it's two minutes long. The original song is, like, almost four minutes, I believe, on the Joe Thomas album. I gotta look that up. because all of a sudden you're like oh other verses okay um i also wrote down do you know what it's like and the universe inside because gay shit because gay shit i said monday senior year archie's all american this is love specifically just to hear casey and carl sing together you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna add this is love as well friday valentine because it's fun to sound like a little bitch um (laughs) I, I just I want I, I want footage of Betty clubbing Veronica to death with a tambourine while this plays on a loop in the background. Or Mad World. Like but her singing Mad World from season two. Uh the universe inside because it's really pretty, even though it doesn't sound like Cole Porter. And our songs, the 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 songs, Yes. But you loved it so much that you wanted it to be the finale for the whole series. And so. I agree with you. I'm gonna add that to, I'm gonna add that on my list as well. Um and on that note, Ashley, we're done with the episode and with Riverdale. Oh, that's really sad. Don't you do that? I will. Uh what do you I have will. to plug or promote? So I've been writing some stand-up uh, and keep on the lookout for shows and things. You can follow me on Instagram at Ashley That's at S-H-L-E-E-B-A-L-E-E. You can follow me there. I've made a few TikToks. Uh, I kind of forgot that I had one. But, uh, (laughs) you know, I, yeah, I'll be out and about. Uh, It's it's tough to break back into things post-pandemic, but we're doing it. So just stay tuned. And if you know who the songwriters were for the other five songs that I couldn't <laughs> find anything on them, I'd love to know about it. Uh, you can email me at buttersongpod at gmail.com also on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at buttersongpod. Also, if you have 
the script to weird comic book fantasy and or a record a taped recording of it please send it to me please somebody i would love to read this. i need to see this content I will. oh god and if you want to be part of next episode's conversation well we're going to be talking about dicks the musical yes yo i'm so excited where can i watch that you can straight you can rent it on streaming okay cool yeah i saw like a commercial for that and i was like oh what a cast well just you wait henry higgins just you wait ashley <laughs> this has been fun but we're done this with Riverdale for now. Stop. <laughs> no. Uh, but thank you for coming back on and thank you for letting me badger you and text you so many thoughts and feelings about Riverdale for the last however many years. You're never a badger and I really hope you continue to do so when you rewatch it because I know I will. <laughs> it's It's been a pleasure. Like, this has been so special to me. I'm so thankful for this. God, now we have to find something else for you to cover. Okay. Well, if Mary-Kate and Ashley did musicals. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, thank you so much for listening and bye for now. Goodbye. Special thanks to Justin Johnson for creating the podcast's artwork and to Nick Bombasino for composing the theme song and the jingles in this podcast. And thank you to CastBox for hosting this podcast. Bye again, everyone, and have a musical day.